1: Welcome back to MMO News, I'm Chris, I'm Rick, and I'm Keith, what's up guys? Yeah, We're coming back at you with uh, some, mo- some more new world content that we have come across while we've been playing, and uh, we have been streaming, well I've been streaming, I think Keith has streamed a little bit. I'm not sure about Rick. Have you streamed any?
2: I haven't streamed any New World, no. Okay.
1: But, uh, if you want to watch our streams, I'm at Heartland PAE, all one word. Uh, Keith is at MMO Noob Keith, and Rick is at TBR Productions. And, alright, let's get started. So, I figured we'd start off with uh, some news that we came across in the game. Or, we went to, or I went to Google and found some interesting stuff, like the Prime Gaming Thespian Pack. Probably said that wrong. but it, No, I think uh, you nailed it. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> Now, it says, Greetings Adventures, we're back again with free, exclusive, new world cosmetic items, available through Prime Gaming with the Thespian Pack, now available till January 25th. And so, that's, uh, what day is that, bro? Uh, I don't a look, about, the- two weeks. So, oh, two weeks today, because we're recording on a Tuesday, so, uh, not next Tuesday, but the Tuesday after. The first pack includes the Despian Armor Kit, the Shh emote, Bow emote, alongside a the Despian Crest pack. Now, with Prime Gaming, Amazon Prime members enjoy tons of free exclusive content for their favorite PC, console, and mobile games. Plus, they can claim a collection of PC games for free every month that are theirs to keep forever at a monthly Twitch channel subscription. Prime gaming selection of in-game content and free PC games is also growing and rotating to stay fresh with new items and free games added every month. Players who are not currently Amazon Prime members that are interested in accessing the exclusive New World loot can sign up for a free 30-day trial on the Prime Gaming website. And then they go on to say, stay tuned as we'll have more content for Prime Gaming members in the future. Thanks for your support. We'll see you in them.
2: Yeah, so it, it kind of looks like a... I, I don't know how you would describe what that would look like. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, know. Yeah, I... It, It's like a, a purple baker's hat. With friendly <laughs> exactly, a friendly piece. Exactly,
1: yeah. Almost like... It kind of... Makes me think of a court gesture, separate with a. That's exactly what
3: I was getting ready to say. Kind of a gesture look.
1: But he's got like an iron mascot or something like that. Or I don't know. Now, one thing I did find out on this, because
3: I've got this uh, Prime Gaming pack, uh, you can't. All the other gear that you get, you can dye it different colors, but the skins. That you either purchase in game or through get through uh, prime gaming, you can't die those, so it had it's it's like a really bright purple. Ooh.
1: Oh if you like bright purple, there you go. <laughs> you want people to see you while you're playing the game, there you go. Alright. Who wants to go over to updates? I was just going
3: down through the list here. It doesn't look like there's much as far as major stuff, uh, they reduced the amount of characters that can be be created per day, per account. I think that's probably in an effort to um, hopefully help with the bots. There's There's a lot of bots, and I see people complaining all the time about the number of bots. So if they reduce the number of characters that can be created per day, then that'll make it harder for... It'll make it so that those bot, uh, those whoever's running those bot accounts have to actually purchase additional accounts if they want to be able to continue to create new characters every time one gets reported and kicked off. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Uh, it says fixed an issue causing Azoth balances to not update after fast traveling or crafting. Uh, so. Apparently, there was an issue where when you spent Azoth, it wasn't updating. So, they've taken care of that. They fixed an issue that caused potions to drop at multiple gear scores, resulting in inventory stacking issues.
1: Oh. Um, okay.
3: And they, what's it say? To, to enable a level playing field for players, we reset the faction cooldown time for all players. Once players choose or change a faction, the duration of cooldown will be set to 60 days.
2: Yeah, I think before it was um, uh, set to uh, like 120 days or something like that, where you could switch your faction.
1: Oh. 120 days, whoa.
3: Yeah. And the last one here, fixed an issue that occasionally caused the Weavers needed Town Project mission. For the Winter Convergence to not be completed if attempting to craft in Everfall. So, nothing major on the update. Just a few little bug fixes. And I I know as we've been playing, Rick and I have ran into some bugs where there's a couple quests we just can't complete. Because either the person we're supposed to turn it into isn't spawning in the world the way they're supposed to. Or one of them, uh, there's a mob that we're supposed to go out and kill, but it's nowhere to be found. Uh, and we've we've gotten on the forums and checked them out, and it's multiple people reporting the same issue. And they get back and say, you know, that we'll, we'll send this to the development team team and monitor it. And so hopefully we'll see some of those fixes in the in the coming weeks.
1: Yeah, I remember the other day I was uh, we were going to play together, and you and. Rick, we're going to finish a quest before y'all hopped on the other tubes, and you're like, well, never mind. Uh, we can't do this. There's a bug. And so hopefully they'll fix it, and we'll come back out later.
2: Yeah, so that, that's what, um, the one where we have to kill the mob. We have to collect a certain item from this specific mob. And, um, like even the quest text, when you have it pinned, it doesn't even say what you're supposed to get this item from. Um so I'm assuming that there was some sort of a coding glitch where the mop doesn't actually get entered into the game.
1: But y'all got back on there and did it
2: later, right? No, so it's it's still incomplete. Oh. Okay. Well,
3: yeah, the, the first report of that one on the forums was like 2 weeks ago, 2 or 3 weeks ago. And I, I don't know how fast they are. Uh, at updating and getting these bugs fixed, so I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try and monitor those and see if during the course of January, while we're doing this podcast on New World, if they get those bugs fixed, or if it's something that you know it might take them you know a month and a half, two months even to to fix a, a bug. So we'll, we'll I'll keep an eye on those two at least and see if they get fixed before uh, we move on to a new
1: game. All right. And we might even have updates while we're playing other games. Updates of uh, past games. I don't know. Just an idea for later. But, alright, let's move on to what we've been doing in-game. Now, I got kind of busy. I've hardly played, but I've got on when I can. uh, But they have been playing a little bit here and there, so... I'll let them tell you what they've kind of been doing, and I'll jump in there when I can.
2: Uh, so, um, as we stated last week, um, or was it last week? Yeah, I think it was last week, maybe two weeks ago. Um, I was doing the the DPS side of things, and I decided to go with a caster DPS. So I've I've switched from using. Um, physical damage weapons to using the Fire Staff and the Ice Gauntlet right now. And, uh... Some of those spells look pretty awesome. They do, and like, the amount of AoE that you get from those two items is ridiculous. Like, it's... You you get one that's like a pillar of fire and then you throw up a, a meteor shower and then, um... You switch over to your your um, ice gauntlet and you get a like almost like a blizzard bubble and uh, some ice spikes. That, like it's it's tons of AOE damage that um, rips through enemies really really fast. Surprisingly.
1: Yeah, I think uh, one of y'all first... was pulling other things to us, and then you were doing the the AOE thing, and things were just melting.
2: Yeah like, um, like I've also got this like a little fireball like I just throw on the ground and it just creates an area of burning damage for uh, I think it's like 9 seconds or something like that so you do that and you do that that blizzard bubble and things are moving slower and taking more damage like it's just insane I, d- I definitely didn't expect it and it's a lot of fun Yeah um, so yeah, like I, even as the, the the squishy mage of the group, I've been able to pull some decently large numbers of things, and I would say take them down effortlessly. But I, I do not have a whole lot of difficulty doing. I, so, so.
1: I have noticed things are going down a lot quicker since you've switched, but I didn't know if that was since we're just getting uh, levels
2: up or what. I think it's a combination. Of being getting levels up and, um, you know, like I I put all my points into intelligence, so like my damage should be kind of catastrophic. I I hope, and I'm going to continue putting points just strictly into intelligence. I'm not going to worry about constitution or anything. If need be, I will just um, get constitution from uh, equipment <laughs> we'll and stack my health up, up that way. way.
1: Yeah, so would you say uh, doing a DPS character is it easier to do the casting or harder to do the casting than it would be doing the melee?
2: Uh, it's it's more difficult to do the casting um, because even your basic attacks consume mana, um, and, and you don't really get more mana, right? Like it, me putting points into intelligence doesn't increase how much mana I have. I consistently have 100 mana at all times, until I use it. And um, with melee stuff, there doesn't seem to be any sort of stamina drain when you're using it, only when you're blocking. um, And you can just go hard. But I did notice that you do have some slightly longer cooldowns uh, with the melee stuff. So I, I would probably say it's kind of maybe to try and even it out, but yeah, definitely running out of mana and being unable to attack even with a basic attack is a bit of a pain. So you really gotta watch and keep up on potions and um, mana regeneration foods.
1: So if you're doing a casting DPS, you gotta make sure you make potions and stuff like that?
2: Yeah, yeah. just, just keep a decent steady supply of potions because you can almost guarantee if you get into any big fights that um take more than say 30 seconds or 45 seconds um, you're going to run out of mana and you're going to run into problems where you're not going to be able to do anything so having those mana potions on hand would be extremely helpful so if you
1: were a melee dps What would
2: you do? You
1: wouldn't do potions, but would you do something else?
2: Uh, Well, like you could still do foods to increase, um, like damage buffs and stuff like that. Um, Having potions isn't like you would have health potions over mana potions, obviously, um, with melee because you're up in the thick of things getting hit in the face. but uh, yeah, you definitely don't need as much of the stuff that the casters do because like, you have health-regenerating foods, you have mana-regenerating foods, you have health-regenerating potions, you have mana-regenerating potions. So you kind of have to have a combination of those four um, in comparison to just the melee DPS just needing basic health regen, and that's it. Okay.
1: Cool. Okay, so same thing with uh, you want to uh, be able to make potions. I guess healing does the same thing, right? For you, Keith.
3: Uh, usually, the way I because when when my, when we first started playing, I was you know I was having a lot of trouble with my mana. I'd heal you through a fight, and I'd be completely out. So. Yeah. Yeah. What I've started doing is running... They've got what's called Energizing Travel Rations. If you eat, It's a food you eat, and it increases your mana regenerate by 15% for 25 minutes. So I always make sure I have one of those active. And then anytime we're going to get into any kind of fight that I think is going to push my mana consumption, I'll, I've also got the uh, Focus Potion on my um, Action Bar. So I'll... I'll just constantly be using focus potions, and that the focus potion is different than a mana potion. A mana potion instantly gives you a big chunk of mana back. The focus potion increases your mana regenerate, and depending on which one you've got, the one that I've been using right now, based on the level of our characters, is a common focus potion, and it increases your mana regeneration by a small amount, whatever that is, I don't know. Uh, but then as you get better focus potions, you'll get more mana regen out of them. So I've been using the combination of the two, and ha- I haven't had any mana problems recently. So I, I, always having those two on you to make sure that you've got enough mana regeneration t- to get through a fight
1: is super helpful. Awesome. So besides potions, would you... Uh... Say you need to do anything else?
3: As far as healing's concerned? Yeah. Uh, I mean, making sure that you're checking your mana, and then there's there's different ways that you can heal in this game, and I've gotten a little more familiar since last week with uh, how things work. So, there's two different trees. There's a healing tree, and there's a protector tree. And... I've put all my points right now into the healing tree, so I've got, and I've got a, a direct heal that heals, one person directly for a hundred and twenty percent weapon damage, and then I've got an AOE heal called Sacred Ground. It creates a AOE on the ground like a bubble, oh, and yeah. any allies that are in there they yeah. gain some healing. Yeah. I've
1: seen and you do that one a lot, so.
3: Yeah, I, well, I always try and put it down right at the beginning uh, because there's also additional benefits to it. Like uh, the the second part you get is you regenerate stamina and mana 50 percent faster while you're in sacred ground. So if I oh. pop that thing down and stand in stand in the circle while I'm healing, then that's increasing my mana regeneration more. It, and then the last one will that also uh,
1: help? Does that also help Rick get his mana? I don't know if
3: that one affects allies or not. We'll have to test that. Uh, the next, But the next point I know helps allies. It says while allies are in sacred ground, they're healed for 50% more from all healing. So if you guys have potions or foods that are ticking on you and healing you, it's going to do 50% additional. As well as my direct heals. Okay. So I'm trying to get all my points down in sacred ground to be able to you know, help healing. And then I've got a ability called Splash of Light, and it's just a really quick heal that does 60% weapon damage to all group members that are within 100 meters. And then on the other side, the protector side, it's more about uh, granting... Uh, there's there's what's called fortify in the game that decreases the amount of damage you take so it increases the fortify on your allies rather than like direct healing so I, i've i've focused more on the direct healing than I have the protector side but I'm sure that as we level up and stuff there's a good combination of the two that'll that'll work better but right now that being in the healing tree is working well for me
1: yeah. Now on your professions would you what would you suggest doing For a healer? Yeah
3: the only one that I would like specifically recommend that while you're leveling up you focus on is Arcana. that's where you get your uh, life staff, your void gauntlet and all your potions and stuff and cooking cooking's good too. So, but one, I've kind of changed my mindset on professions altogether because as you're playing the game, you can either focus on your quests or you can focus on your professions or you can kind of do both. Uh, And I've kind of started to lean towards just focusing on doing quests all the time. I've, I've almost completely stopped the gathering as I'm running around just because I want to get the quest done, get leveled up. Once you get to level 60, you can get all the good tools and stuff, and you can go out and you can gather so, 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 so much faster that, to me, it's probably better to just get up to level 60, get all the good tools, and then go out and do all your gathering and come back and do all your crafting. I think it'll be a lot faster.
1: Okay. But while
3: you're leveling up, I would recommend cooking, and for a for a healer that's using a life staff and a void gauntlet, hitting the Arcana, and leveling that up with you because you're going to want the the foods to keep your mana regen up and your health, and you're going to want the potions and stuff to help you out too.
1: Okay. All right, Rick, would you suggest more or less the same thing? It sounds like, you know, practically the same thing, you know, uh, potions and cooking and stuff like that also.
2: Um, well, definitely cooking for sure. Um, but I actually think... I think the fire staff was made in woodworking. I'll have to confirm that, but... Um, I'll go
3: check right now. I did log in. I was looking at some things. I'll check the woodworking. Oh, okay.
2: Um, but yeah, um, definitely cooking for sure, um and I, as a mage um like you, you're kind of not in the battles really, so you don't need heavy defenses so like you could even do some some of the, uh, the tailoring and just craft your own armor save you some, save you some gold um and uh I've noticed that on the lighter armor there tends to be a lot more intelligence and and uh, focus or constitution stat increases on the lighter armor stuff so uh, that's just something i do craft your own armor um, I, I mean yeah. like even crafting your own weapons like it's not a super huge deal but um, it's it, it saves you a lot and you can generally craft something that's better than what you'll find out in the world in the given zones. Uh, I think Keith had mentioned before that there was like a, a, a watermark for the type of gear you would get. And, uh, I, I think the watermark is kind of set to the zone that you're currently questing through. So there's a lot of times where you won't find something anywhere near what you're at. But, uh, you can just go ahead and craft it for yourself, that, and hopefully you get something with a much better gear score to it, which in turn equals more damage, better stats.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm kind of doing. Is, uh, I've been going out and mining a lot because I like to make my own gear, and uh, it's proved to be helpful because some of the stuff I pick it up at my level, I can make stuff a lot better, almost twice as better than what I'm picking up so I'm kind of liking that
2: yeah and I mean like once we go up like our our maximum gear score goes up so much so I think at like uh, level 30 I think you can equip like uh, gear score 420 stuff and uh, it's pretty cool stuff but it looks nice, and it's got really cool stats on it. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it, you kind of got to watch where you're leveling, or where you're questing, rather, because, like, if we're still doing stuff in uh, Westward or Everfall, uh, those levels, or those zones, are only meant for, like, up to... A couple 25 sort of thing. So if you're a level 30 doing quests, there you're probably not going to get any gear for yourself that's going to benefit you in any way, shape, or form. So definitely, crafting is going to be a big benefit in that aspect if you're going for zone completion or unlocking different dungeons and stuff. Yeah.
3: So I took a look. The uh, I w- <laughs> I went to every single crafting station while you guys were talking. Uh, the Fire Staff, the Ice Gauntlet, the Void Gauntlet, and the Life Staff are all made through Arcana.
2: Oh, okay. Um, I thought it was Woodring. That's my fault. I thought it was different as
3: well. That's why the Arcana was the last one I went to.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess it makes sense. They are magic items. so I might just be thinking of the fact that they, they do require... A whole bunch of wood if I remember correctly well, I need to look at
1: some of the stuff a little bit more I'm, I'm logged on and uh, I'm look at the where you hit K for character J for journal and I'm seeing some stuff I didn't even know anything about so I need to start looking at, which is always good anyways especially when you're a noob to uh, look at everything that you possibly can because you might be l- overlooking stuff that could help your character out a lot like uh, I don't know I need to get, get in here and I can click each one-handed weapon or two-handed weapon and look and see what the er- er- each one of them do right now I've just been carrying a sword and shield I could. Sh- could probably look and see what all the rapiers do the hatchets do that way if i pick one up i know exactly if uh, i want to use it or if it's not good for me like the ice call if i pick one up i'm not going to use it because I it's mainly for magic and i'm playing the tank class or yeah that's what i'm trying to play tank class so i need to actually look at each one of these and actually look and see what, you know, every point does, if it's going to do threat or whatnot. And I haven't done that. Did we...
3: I don't think we got into it much last week. So... And I, I know you haven't gotten to the point where you have a weapon that you can equip one of the gems in. Yeah, I haven't done that. Yeah, really. I haven't. So with the tanking side of things there's different abilities when you open up, when you press K you go to weapon mastery and you open up like your sword and shield if you hover over shield bash, which is in the defender side at the bottom it says taunt gem compatible if you have a carnelian gem equipped in your sword this ability inflicts taunt for 6 seconds to all enemies hit so different and then the other one, the Defiant Stance, which is also in the Defender, has a Taunt gem compatible. If you have that gem equipped, when you use that ability, it taunts everything in an 8 meter radius for 6 seconds. So that's how the taunt works in this game. It's all based on having one of those Carnelian gems in your in your sword. And I know the other day when we were playing, we were looking and there were no swords available yet that had gem slots. So... Once you get up to the point where you get a sword that you can put a gem into, you'll put one of those carnelian gems in, and different gem levels will cause you to do additional threat as well. Like the first one, the uh, flawed carnelian gem, is the lowest level one. It causes you all your attacks, whether it's one of those taunt compatible attacks or not, to do 100% additional threat. So it'll, it'll be a lot easier at that point for you to keep threat off of the, the other two of us and just by doing your normal attacks. And then if for some reason you do lose threat, you can use one of those abilities that are compatible with your taunt gem and it will automatically make them attack you. So the, the way they've okay. done tanking, it takes a while to get used to, especially if you've played other MMOs where you do have like a direct taunt. But I like the, I kind of like the way it's worked out. I've started doing some tanking and stuff on a different character. But I, I think once you get that gem, you'll find that it becomes a lot more fun.
1: Good, good. Yeah, because I've been helping out a little bit. I, can, I think I've been pulling a little bit, but I think it's mostly on things that y'all hardly hit.
3: Well, when you were talking earlier, you were talking about somebody was, you know, pulling things to us. That's been me. I'll find you, and then if we need to kill eight of something, I'll stand near you and just start shooting them with my life staff. And they come over, and you seem to hit them once, and you pull thread off of me. And then I can just stand there, throw a a healing AOE on the ground, and keep pulling stuff to us.
1: (laughs) Well, whenever they usually get over there, I'll do a shield rush, which, you know... It rushes forward five meters and knock back the foes, and it deals 125% weapon damage. And that's everybody in front of me. So I like to open up with that a lot of times. And then I'll. Uh, that was shield rush. And then I'll do a shield bash, which deals 50% weapon damage and stuns foes in front of you for two seconds. So doing both of those helps out a lot. And uh, then I'll just swing and block. I'm I'm trying to learn how to block, cause I'm not one who's used to blocking too much. So uh, right. I'm still getting yeah, the hang know, of that.
3: I know you had said you'd you'd like to tank. You've tanked in other games, and it's it's typical, I think, for most tanking builds in other games. You automatically block. You've yep. got. A certain amount of uh, a block statistic that makes you automatically block
1: a certain number of attacks, but in here you have to actually do the blocking yourself. Exactly. And I've actually seen some of the enemies uh, where they jump back and they dodge, so you know that's something I need to figure out stuff I can do or whatnot. So there's gonna. It's probably something later. I don't know yet. I don't know if you yeah. noticed that When you like swing point. at people, sometimes they just—I
2: think one of them even rolled back. Yeah, well, dodge. you have your dodge as well, right? So, like, um, you hit your your left shift, and you'll you'll do a dodge forward, backwards, left or right. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Um, now, uh, last week, I remember mentioning that it's all based on, like, how how your dodge is done is based on your your gear weight. So if you're wearing heavy armor, you just do little side steps. Oh yeah, with, remember, up, remember up, you up, mentioned up. it. Yeah. And then lighter ar- or medium armor, you would like take like a s- little skip, and then with light armor, you do like a, a very quick roll and get out of the way. Um,
1: now, what you're wearing and what is in your bags is two totally different things, right? If I That's right. It, yeah. Totally, That's so what, what you're wearing
2: you. does not count as your inventories. Uh, weight but it counts as your character weight so the, the, the heavier gear you're wearing the slower you're going to move.
1: And a little tip if you do get overburdened in your inventory bag and you're walking real slow you can go ahead and do S left click on the oh. items in your inventory go ahead and salvage them that way you can actually walk decently to out and get rid of everything
2: or whatever. Yeah, so you, if you're salvaging a piece of armor, you get like uh, a quarter of a gold and some repair parts. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, it's it's not always ideal to be getting rid of armor, but uh, it's the heaviest item that isn't going to be in your bag is either your armor or weapons that you pick up. So. Um, making sure that you have enough space or enough weight reduction to get places. Um, yeah, salvaging weapons or armor is going to be better for you. And those repair
1: parts are used for whatever, uh, you're trying to kill stuff and your weapon is broke. You use those to fix it. Or like, uh, if I was out mining the other day and all of a sudden I couldn't mine anymore and come to find out my pick would you call it broke or whatever it had 0 of 100 so I used those repair parts right then and there where I was at and fixed it where I can use my mighty pick again
2: yeah and they're also used for crafting actual repair kits which will repair a single item up to 100% for whatever Okay, I didn't know that Um, but yeah, with the repair parts, you can repair all of your gear on the fly as you're out and about in the woods or whatever. Um, it'll cost you a little bit of gold and a certain amount of repair parts, depending how much damage is, or how much your stuff is damaged. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool how they've done it like this. You don't need to go find somebody to, to pay to repair your stuff. You just do it on your own. Mm
1: -hmm. Alright. Is there anything else I can think to talk about what we're, the subject we're on now?
2: Uh... No, I don't think so.
3: I mean, just kind of in summary, I'd say that we've, like you guys have talked about how you prefer to craft things. There's, There's many different ways you can play this game. You've just got to figure out What's gonna What's gonna be the best for your
1: play style? Yeah. Now survivability uh, Would you say if you're somebody's log on right now by themselves, survivability Would you say the tank? Would you say melee DPS, casting DPS,
2: healing? What would you suggest? Um, it, for me, it all depends on how you like to play. Like, because if if you like to be up close and personal, then a sword and shield is going to be super handy to have. Um, you can stack your constitution and your strength to so obviously deal more damage and have more health. Um, and unlike most games, that the tank's DPS is actually really, really good. Um, it's not yeah. like, you know, you go in and you take on a couple of mobs and it takes you 45 minutes to kill them. Uh, you go in and it only takes you a few seconds. You can kill them just as fast as any other DPS. Yeah. Um, so, really, it's, it all depends on how you build yourself as to what your survivability is going to be. In some
1: games, whenever you're, whenever you're just running around, your health and mana go up. This game, I've seen my health go up. So... You gotta carry food or potions or whatnot to get your health back up. Yeah, you
3: if you, you if you don't have, have a um, if you don't have a a ration or a meal active, like when you when you when you eat a light ration, let's say, it'll recover you a certain amount of health over a short period of time, like twenty seconds. Yeah. Like specifically, I'm looking at the light ration. Okay. It recovers forty health per second for twenty seconds or until you take damage and then after that you recover one percent of your health every two and a half seconds for 20 minutes. Ooh. If you don't have that buff active, you won't gain any health back. so you always need to have some kind of food with you to keep that uh, to keep your health regeneration active.
1: Yeah I didn't know that. <laughs> I just read the one part where it heals you for so much for 20 seconds.
3: Yeah, and if you look at if you're in game and you look right above your health bar, if you have a buff ab- available, it'll be in a little black box above your health bar. So when that drops off, you know you need to eat some more food. And there's different symbols cool. depending on whether it's a health food or a mana food. Uh, and then there's like I was talking about using those focused potions; those give you a different symbol as well. So it just depends. Uh, oh what buffs you have active, but they'll all show up above your health bar there.
1: I just noticed you were standing beside me in the game. (laughs) Anyways, speaking of in-game, I have a question on the winner. You join a uh, faction? What would you call it? Um, like we're marauders. What is that? Yeah, that's a faction. Yeah, faction. Okay. Now, when you join a faction, you get three regular quests and three PvP quests. Now, I noticed that we do those three regular quests and we turn them in. It gives us three more. Does it keep doing that, or does yeah. it only give you so many?
2: No, nope, it'll keep doing that. So. You can gather, you can do those quests as many times as you want, um, but you need to keep an eye on the fact that you can only gain so man, so much reputation, and so much um, item token or faction tokens uh, before you can progress. So, like to go from tier one to tier two, you need to gain three thousand faction rep. And I think you can only carry like 1,500 faction tokens or something like that. And then you need to be upwards of around level 20, level 25 before you do the next quest to bump yourself up to the next tier. And then at the next tier, it goes up to needing 11,000 rep and you can have 10,000 tokens or 15,000 tokens, something like that. But you can continually do those quests as much as you want.
1: Okay. Okay.
3: And you kind of have to do those quests because at, at some point, part of the main storyline is gaining reputation with your faction so that you can move on to a different area and continue to build your reputation.
1: Uh, yeah, part of the reason why I was asked is because you can buy a house at level 15, which we are. Or at least I am. Oh, I don't have that much money. I... Uh...
2: Uh, is it level 15? Yeah, it,
1: we did the quest to buy a house.
2: Uh, I just didn't realize it was an actual level requirement. Um, I just knew it was a... Yeah, if you the hit... Game. Then you also need to have a certain... you hit... Uh, let's see. I just
1: saw it a second ago. Where did I see that? At?
2: Level rewards in the um yeah. attribute. Level rewards and attribute. Yeah, hit K and go to your attributes and then it'll say level rewards down the bottom left.
1: Oh, okay, attributes. Uh bottom left.
2: What? Yeah, there should be something that says view leveling rewards.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's where I saw it. This said level 15 first house. Uh, level five, you get your second weapon slot and a survivalist quest, w- which gives you the camp that you get to do. Level ten gives you the first bag slot and you can start dueling. Fifteen is the first house and third consumable slot and a survivalist quest for camp tier upgrade. And then our next one is level twenty for ring slot and main story quest as all staff tier 1 so that's going to be our goal for right now so all right is there anything y'all can think about to add to the to the podcast that people might want to know
2: i know keith has certain tips that he likes to that he likes to keep
1: well that's our next spot so keith got any tips Yeah,
3: I got a couple for this week. Um, One of them kind of goes back to some stuff you were talking about before. Um, I think it was Reaper said that the weapons and armor are the heaviest thing that you've got in your bag. I would also encourage you to look at your potions. Because I'm I'm looking at my character right now. I have some mana potions and I have two different kinds of health potions. So I've got three stacks of potions totaling 20, 20 and a half pounds. I have four different armor items, only 11.4 pounds. So when you start stacking up your potions in your inventory, those things eat up the, the, the weight capacity. So that would be a, a tip. Uh, watch, watch your potions because you're going to pick them up as you're playing. And you don't, you don't think about it because you wouldn't think, you know, potions aren't going to take up that much space. They do. They're, they're heavy. So get rid of them if you don't need them, Uh, put them on the uh, trading post if you want, put them in your storage, because sometimes they are used for the town quests, Uh, but don't carry them around in your bag, they eat up a ton of your space.
1: So only carry on you what you are hoping to use while you're... Right, yeah, what you think you're going to need. If you're going to be gone a while, carry some potions, okay.
3: Either you guys got any tips, or are you just leaving this whole segment to me? Um, I, was, I, was just, I was just wondering if you were done. Um, I've got another one, but you go ahead.
2: <laughs> just trying to remember what it was. It was there, and then it wasn't. Um, crap. Go ahead, Keith. I'll think of it while you well, talk. What I,
1: what I like is when you're out there farming in the world, you're also getting XP... And you gotta make sure if you're if you're just gonna spend some time farming stuff, empty your bags before you go, because you don't want to be walking too far if you actually get too much. And you're gonna and if you actually mess up and you're carrying too much, you'll be walking real slow, and you don't want to walk real slow all the way back to town, or you have to dump something. So. so- if you're going to be farming, make sure you empty most of your bags, except for what you, because you're still going to be doing some fighting. And, uh, just keep an eye on your, the weight of your bags, because, and put it in your storage, and if, like he, Rick said last week, whenever you're in town, you could just put them all in your shed, and you don't have to have it in your bag, you have it in your shed, when you go to the, uh, the station to make make your items. It can be in your shed. So I just want to well, remind people about that. And another kind of
3: another kind of I guess little tip is kind of just tying into what you said is why I jumped in here at the end of what you were saying. Okay. If you're gonna go out for the sake of, let's say you wanna you decide you've set a goal you want to get your logging up to level fifty. So rather than going out and you you don't you don't necessarily need that wood so but you've set a goal to level up your your logging go out log until your bags are full open your inventory drop the wood and then you can just keep right on logging or you can you can do what's called split in the stack where you hold control and click on the stack and it'll split it in half and you can drop half of it. But if you're going to be out there and you've set that goal, that that's why you're out there. You're out there to level up your logging. Just, Just drop the stacks and keep on logging to get to your goal.
1: I can imagine just dropping it. But you can't really sell it, can you? You can,
3: but it doesn't sell for a lot. You're not going to lose a ton of money by dropping a stack of green wood.
2: Okay. Um, I remembered what I was going to say now. It um, has to do with the encumbrance and the items you can carry in your bag. So I learned the other day when I crafted a s- stupid amount of beds um, that you actually have an encumbrance and item limit that will actually prevent you from moving at all. Oh, really? So I was oh, yeah. I was like three hundred and fifty pounds overweight. It was ridiculous. Uh, uh, <laughs> but I also learned that you could carry up to 500 unique items. So the beds I was making, they didn't stack. They were all individual. So each one of them counted as an individual unique item. Um, but yeah, so you could carry 500 individual items. So if you have uh, blueberries and strawberries and corn each one of those three are individual items and they will stack until they i think it's like ten thousand per stack or something you'll never carry that many i don't think maybe you will i don't know but um keep an eye that you don't go too far over i know you're on your way back and you're already walking you're you're encumbered a little bit and you're gonna stop to pick this flower or chop this tree just because you're on your way back But you got to be careful because if you do go overweight, you're going to be dead in your tracks there and you can't do a damn thing. You can't attack, you can't move, you can't use any of your abilities. Hit attack? Oh, yeah. So if you get stuck there and something decides it's coming to beat you up, well, here you are going through your inventory, figuring out what you're able to get rid of just so you can start moving again. So be careful because you might die thankfully I was in town when I stopped moving <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah so that's it for me just watch it really watch your encumbrance to that point because yeah I'm not entirely sure what how much over you can go but I just know that there is a limit All
1: right, quick question oh, quick, quick. for Keith did you mention the add-on I see that you posted it in the Discord last No, but I can. Week. The new world mini map thing. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so new world, I think we mentioned last week there's there's no <clears throat> there's no mini map provided in the game. You've got your compass that has your symbols on it that tell you, you know, as long as you have a quest pin where it's at and you have your regular map that opens up and blocks your whole screen. There's no mini map. There is a website. Let me see if I can quickly find that.
1: Uh, if you go to, it's in the Discord. That so helps. Oh,
3: oh! It's through Overwolf. New World minimap on Overwolf, <clears throat> and download that. Then it it will give you a minimap that you can move anywhere on the screen. And it also has a companion that will stream your location to their website, which is um, NewWorldMiniMap.com. So, and on that, on the the website portion that you're streaming to, it will allow you to populate symbols for everything in the game. So, if you're setting out to go after uh, Star Metal, specifically. You can see anywhere in the entire world that Amazon's created here where Star Metal can spawn. Uh, if you've got a certain quest that's sending you out after goats, you can populate the map with symbols that will show you where goats spawn. Because they're, they're very few and far between The goats are. So, they're hard to find if you just head out of town and go looking for them. And there's a lot of quests that send you out to, like, read journal pages. You can populate on the map where all the documents are in the world. Um, So, I've, I've, I've been playing with this up all the time. Just because if I'm walking from one place to another to do a quest, I can see from where I'm at to where I'm going, if there's any chests that I want to try and dig into, or if there's any documents on the ground I want to read, because you get XP for those, right? Yeah. And then if you get a quest later that tells you that you need to read that document, if you've already read it, you automatically get credit for it. So I've just been reading everything that I can as I move from quest to quest. Um, And that kind of goes back to what we were talking about. If you set out to farm certain things you can look them up on that map and it's super handy so i would recommend going to overwolf and getting the um new world mini map it's it's very handy
1: all right well i think that's it for the week unless y'all have anything else y'all want to say i got one more tip (laughs) you want to say it or you want to wait till next week no, I'll go ahead and
3: say it. I feel like this one, uh, you know, if it goes back to kind of what we said last week when we were talking about how to link up with uh, your friends when you're playing. Yeah. I'm just, this one's short. Okay. If you're if you're playing with your friends, communication, like talking to each other and paying attention, is super important because without there being a mini map for you to be able to watch their dots and stuff. And I've noticed that sometimes it's very hard to track down where your, your friend is. Even though you're in a group, the little symbols all get mixed together when you're in town and stuff. So if, if you don't say, hey, I'm heading out to go do this quest, you're, the person you're playing with may never know. Or you may end up heading out of town in two different directions because you don't have a little dot on the mini-map. You don't have any way to really track where your, your partner's at. They don't show up on the compass or anything. So it's very easy to head off in two different directions if you're not paying attention. So, uh, yep, we've done that. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've done it. Uh, communicate with each other and focus, and it'll keep you together and uh, keep Taz from dying because nobody else is around.
1: Yep. I think <laughs> I actually did die, didn't I?
3: Yeah, you went down, and then Reaper came and got resurrected you.
1: No, I, it, they hit me again. I had to run back. Oh, okay. But it's fine. <laughs> Anyways, I'm back to live. Back to life, so I'm good. So, alright. <laughs> Anybody else? No?
2: No, that's it.
1: All right. That's all I got for this week. Well, I think it was a good one. And can't wait to play again. So... I might be farming later. I don't know yet. But uh, anyways, until next week, have fun playing the game. See you later, guys. Later. If you would like to reach the show, you can email us at mmoneobspodcast at com.